The start order is 17423985. The Extra Lap RC Podcast. This is the Extra Lap RC Podcast. My name's Aidan Burke, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Tyler Hooks. Hi, Tyler. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, nice to be back for another week of the Extra Lap Podcast. You're such a pro. And our good friend, Martin Owen. Hi, Martin. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, we clearly couldn't get a guest this week. So we're just going to have to talk to our long-term co-host, Tyler, about maybe his weekend at the Raw Nat. How did that go for you, Tyler? Pretty good. Uh, I was fortunate enough to... Uh with work and everything, be able to put a little bit of extra effort into my racing on the practice days. And, um, I think it turned into good results. Uh, buggy was kind of abysmal, um, in the final, but I was able to make the B final in truck, um, and kind of move forward in that. So that made me think that maybe I'm not terrible at this toy car thing. So that was nice. Um, yeah, just carrying the momentum into actually the next Roar Nationals where we'll, I'm going to head down to Tampa for the ATK Electric Nationals at SS Hobbies. It's okay. So I think you said, you know, you know, sort of your RC life gave you a bit more time to get a bit of practice done. Have you been to LCRC before? No, I've never been there. Um, I do plan on going back. That place was really cool. Um, and Kevin and his wife, they, they do a fantastic job there. Um, their hobby shop is incredibly well stocked the track is really really consistent and their whole crew just kind of knew what they were doing and they just you know everything that was within their control was done really really well so um yeah i plan on going back i know that they have like the mugen challenge and the race against cancer and all of their events are pretty top notch so i'd love to go back there again so when did you actually get to lcrc i got there I guess on the Tuesday before the event started, uh, put in a couple hours, get my stuff ready. Um, I had my cars almost all the way ready, just needed to add some bits and pieces once I got there. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess open practice started on Wednesday. Uh, and it was kind of wild. They, they did it by heats, but they allowed, if there was anybody that wasn't in, wasn't there for their heat, uh, they had a standby line for people to jump into. So, if you wanted to stand up there and, and stand in the standby line and get as much practice as you could, then you could. Um, so as much as we all just wanted to sit and work on our stuff, a lot of the time on that open practice day was spent standing in line. Um, but, I mean, it, it ended up working out for me. I, I caught on to that pretty quick, so I was able to get a lot of practice really early, and then I could kind of chill later in the day, which was nice. Right, okay, because, you know, we see the coverage from these big American Nitro races, and that's one of the things we always think from practice days. Um, it's just a massive line of people queuing to get on the stands, and we always go, just do it in heat order. Seems a much right. more sensible way of doing it. Right, yeah, they, they did that. They just The inclusion of the standby line kind of threw everybody off because then you just have that big long line again. Um, yeah, I wish we kind of adopted y'all's way of doing it for all of our races. That's what we do at like uh, any of 
Joey Christensen's races, the dirt races. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're two rounds of practice and then you throw it into qualifying. And like, I, I'm not one of those guys that loves practice. I don't really like testing that much. I don't really like practice that much. I'd rather just do my two runs or my one run or my three runs, whatever you tell me I'm going to do that day and then work on my stuff and like actually prepare for the rest of the day. And instead of just spending a thousand laps for no reason. Right. Okay. I think what we're going to say is of all the co-hosts of this podcast, you're definitely in my camp. You're definitely <laughs> in my camp. I think Martin might be in a slightly different camp. What do you think? Of? Yeah, maybe. You love a good lap around a track, don't you, Martin? I do. I like to, to, I'm a bit of a practice person for hours. Yeah. You know, don't go racing yeah. on the Sunday. Just practice I'm, on the Saturday. I'm, I'm slowly moving into that camp. Uh, I just moved in with Jared Wiggins and his girlfriend Katie up in Dallas. And he is definitely of that camp of liking to practice a lot. So I think between the two of us, we burned a full gallon of fuel on Sunday. So I'm slowly embracing the let's practice all day, every day grind. Okay. I, well, I, I've written that. What you said, I've just like written down in one of my notes. So we're going to skip to that point. I, I've seen some of your, obviously we do a bit of Facebook stalking before we do these things, just so we know we're up on date. And then I was confused that you seem to be living with Katie. No, you seem to be living with Katie. I'm getting it wrong with Katie Roxbury. Yeah, Katie and Jared uh, are a couple, and yes. I moved in with them. Uh, they wanted to move down to Dallas, and unfortunately, Texas housing prices aren't uh, super affordable. So for them, it was easier to have another roommate, and for me, it was nice to get out of uh, my parents' house and just kind of move forward towards adulthood. Uh, so we all moved in together and it's been, I think it's been really beneficial for both Jared and I, for Katie. I mean, it's, it's a nice thing to move somewhere else and to be able to race at different places. But for the two of us, it's nice to be able to, you know, jump in the car and go to a track at some point during the week and just rip some laps and then go home. Um, they've been able to come down and stay with my, my parents, uh, in Austin where Thornhill racing circuit is and, there, as long as we ask, my parents will just kind of open the house up, and the boys can come down and stay for a couple of days and practice there, and then come back home. So uh, it's been nice for everybody, and we've been definitely doing a lot of toy car racing. Yeah, it was just, I, I think you know, one of the power new power couples of RC, Jared and Katie, and then just right. on some of your posts, I'm going, why is Tyler Hooks in this house? <laughs> yeah, I mean, moving in with a couple is probably not the most ideal thing to do ever. Um, but honestly, like we we were all friends before we moved in together, and I knew them. I knew them actually separately before they got together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were all just kind of friends separately than that. And I'm pretty low key. Uh, I don't. I'm not super particular about a whole lot of things. Um, so like moving in with other people and their own idiosyncrasies and stuff doesn't really bother me. You know, like I have my own space in the house. Um, I've got my own area to wrench. I've got my own area to work. They have their space. They've got, you know, their own food. I've got my own food. If we want to cook together, then cool. If not, then, you know, whatever, like we just do our own thing. So uh, it's just, I don't know. One of those things that I guess is like a 20 something you kind of have to grow into, you know, you're going to probably have to have roommates. Um, and if they're people that like to do what you like to do, then even better. And if not, you know, they're just people that live in your house with you. So 
uh, fortunately, we've been able to make it work out and, and be something that's, you know, kind of fun. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of in its infancy. We've only been there for like a month, but uh, it's going pretty well so far. Okay, well, then the next question was, when will we see Katie join Techno? I mean, her whole thing is wanting to honor her contracts and, you know, stick with the whole brand loyalty thing. So I don't know if she may join at the end of the year. She may stay with HB. Um, neither of us, obviously, are going to pressure her to, to do anything. You know, whatever she wants to do is cool. Um, I know the powers that be at Techno would be totally cool if she wanted to come over and everybody's kind of talked about it but it's it's really just what she wants to do and and the decision that she wants to make um i've i don't know in the past especially like when i was not in the industry it wasn't one that was super super good at keeping up with my responsibilities and stuff um but she's not like that she definitely takes her her uh sponsorships and her duties for those sponsors pretty seriously so she's she's not trying to leave mid-season or do anything crazy so she could still be there next year she could you know come join techno with us and either way we'll make it work and yeah a toy car is a toy car if we need we need to figure out how to set it up i'm sure we can it'll be fine well i'm gonna think if we just being very misogynistic here you know we've assumed that katie would join techno maybe maybe it would go the other round Maybe Jared might join Hot Bodies. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, he's pretty indoctrinated into the techno culture. Uh, there would have to be, I think, a fair bit of money thrown around for him to go anywhere else, to be completely honest. Okay, but so if Hot Bodies want to get that sorted, speak to me. It's not a problem. I'll sort it out. It'll be fine. Um, you know, we're both Schumacher boys, like, you know, like your techno uh, Tyler Jones friends. Um, so we, we, we run whatever we want to run if we want to run eight. Um, but back to your nationals, you talked about your sort of your 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 buggy rounds not going well uh, as well as you wanted it to. You know, d- did you set your your sights too high, or did you have issues through the the weekend? Everything went well. Uh, my qualifying was good. Uh, obviously, we had two round or we had three rounds instead of four. Um, I two runs that were in the top 25. Uh, backwards at the beginning of the run. Uh, and I was able to kind of recover, and then I got a little bit more help to go even further backwards. So uh, that's all where everything kind of turned sideways. And I just, yeah, I didn't, my driving was not so we're just going to chalk that one up as kind of a racing thing. Like, it just is what it is. But, uh, but like, my car was really good. Uh, my pace was pretty good comparatively to what it normally is. And the main event just didn't go well. But qualifying and stuff was super, super good. Uh, and then um, you seem much happier with your truggy results? Yeah, I had, a, I had a couple of top 20 runs in trucks. Um, it's my, of the, I don't know how many years I've gone to the ATL nationals, but it's the first time I've qualified into a B main and truck ever. Um, and I was able to qualify directly in, I got a little bit of help actually with us only doing three rounds of qualifying, unless I had thrown in kind of like a top 15 run or something like that in the fourth round, I probably wouldn't have made the B. Um, so I got a little bit fortunate with that, 
And then uh, in the main event for that, I was able to move forward. Uh, I think I started 10th and I finished 8th. So uh, we had good pace in that. And uh, I, was, I, was, I was pretty happy with the result there. The, the new Truggy that we've kind of been toying with is, uh, is really good. So we're excited to kind of get to that point where we can offer it to the customers and uh, you know, get it out on the market. And how much of your Truggy performance do you put down to your new fancy techno Truggy shell? A uh, bit of it, I think. Um, our old Truggy was really good, uh, but just this new one, like I didn't change anything, to be completely honest. Like I built the Truggy, I did the setup that I was told to do, uh, showed up to Nationals, changed absolutely nothing throughout the entire weekend, and just drove my toy car. Like it was, it was just good. Um, and it's kind of nice when you don't really have to do anything, you just drive. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with the new platform. Uh, my driving ability has maybe gotten slightly better from the previous Nationals, but not enough to make this some sort of incredible leap. So I would put a lot of it on the actual platform itself. Right, okay. And what about the, you know, obviously we're, we are literally the other side of the world. And all we hear from the the first thing we hear about the Royal Nationals is the sort of the I think what you I think you put it on Facebook as old man shouts at the sky, um, you know the the new truggy new style truggy shells techno started that. Are, are you a fan? Like I'm not one to be completely honest either way or any sort of way to really care. Uh, if they told me that I had to run a cylinder for a body, I don't think I would really care that much. Um, the, like the only reason why I even have a paint job on my car is because my, my father requires it. Um, right. even not, not living for him or not living with him anymore. He still pays for the bodies to be painted. Cause I told him, I was like, dude, if you don't, if you don't pay for these bodies to be painted, whatever way you want them painted, I'm just going to run white bodies. Like I, I just, I don't care how things look. I just want my toy car to go around the track. Yep. So I mean, if they want to take, if they want to expose the front shock tower and that's how it comes in the kit, then cool, I'll run it like that. Um, if they want to cover the front shock tower and that's how it comes in the kit, then cool, I'll probably just run it like that. Um, I, I mean, I get why people are frustrated. Like, change is, is scary and sometimes annoying. But as far as the, like, it makes it look more or less like a truck standpoint, like, I don't know, none of them look like trucks to me. So I don't know why it really matters at this point. I think I'll give my view. We we did speak about this at the time on this podcast, and I think my view is they. I think they look more like trucks than the old truggy shells do. Right. Just, just because the you know I think their issue is you know the shock tower is not covered. My issues with truggy shells were the front window on those, like the front windscreen that would be, is always tiny compared to the rear windscreen no truck looks like that at least these things have got you know lights on the front they've got like truck beds they look like trucks i, 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 I can't see how I, I can't see anyone would argue that one looks more like a truck than another one i mean that's we're we're kind of on the same page like i don't i don't i don't see how they could make the argument either and and even like the original Truggy bodies, like from you know the '05 era, those looked even less like trucks than anything else. So I don't, I don't really get it. I mean, but like I said, like it's not my thing. Like I don't really care 
period. Um, I do. I thought it was cool just for techno, just because, you know, they, people talk about any publicity is good publicity, and it's like this this truggy body thing is not something where like people are gonna die over it. So yeah, if people want to argue about it on the internet and talk about it a lot and get angry about it and you know discuss it or whatever, then I think that's a win for the brand. And as a social media guy, like I'm all about it. I thought it was great. Um, our engagement and our likes and our clicks and our exposure was super high that week at nationals. It was super high the week that it came out. So as far as I'm concerned, I thought it was awesome, but as far as how it looks and if I care, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, one of those things, I don't want the people who cared actually run truggies. Um, yeah, that was a lot of it too. A lot of people that were commenting either didn't race anymore or didn't run truggy. So I don't know. I, I I sometimes go. It's a podcaster's dream, um, <laughs> I, 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 as you said. It's it, we can argue all we like about that because it's a great thing to argue about because nobody's going to get hurt. Exactly. Like yeah, it's it's a totally harmless thing. Like, and I think that that's why they that was part of the reason why they did it. I mean, yeah, that for us there was a performance gain. Like, it's definitely better, but it's also it's not so much better that everybody who runs one now is going to win and everybody who doesn't run one is going to lose. Like it, it just doesn't work like that. I mean, Tessman was plenty fast with a regular Truggy body. So it's not like going to change the world. Is everybody going to run it? Yeah, probably. I mean, it is a performance gain, but, um, but yeah, other than that, you know, we're not solving world hunger. We're just, you know, running Truggy bodies. Yeah. And um, yeah, we will talk about those. Um, and then the other bit, you know, you were there, you were at LCRC, um, you know, there was, there was clearly there's some issues regarding tank sizes, but I don't think any of the techno boys were really involved, were they? No, we didn't have any issues. And I know that, you know, the main issue that people want to bring up or, you know, what positive or what possibly could be the issue is just being, being the first guys off the track and then having your, your tank pressurized and expanding. Um, I think it's plausible. I'm not going to say that like that's the case because I I don't know. Um, I'm not an engineer and I'm not you know a roar. I'm not part of the roar team, so I don't I don't really know. It's not really my place. I think that you know if if people want to get angry about it or upset or whatever, like at the end of the day, as far as that event was concerned, uh, they've always done the same thing for tech inspection post race. And of course, you know, they had three people who failed, um, you know, one of which was able to pass after the grace people or, or grace period and two of which that weren't able to pass after the grace period. And so for them to be disqualified or, or, or whatever they did, followed their own rules and they did what they told us they were going to do. I mean, had issues, they handled it. They did what they were supposed to do, and Roar kind of did what Roar um, I think that if Roar wants to show that they care or that, you know, like they understand where everybody's coming from, then they should do a test on their own in this off time that they have and see if they can understand where these drivers are coming from and these manufacturers are coming from where, you know, there is a possibility that you can pressurize the tank when you when the driver comes straight off the track and gets their tank uh tested um and if they find anything um then cool like you know let us know what you find and if they don't find anything then at least tell us what you did you know 
say, hey, like we tried this, we didn't find anything, so we're just going to keep doing it the same way. Or, hey, we tried this and we did find something, so here in the future, this is what we're going to do. And either way, I think everybody would respect the fact that they at least tested something, they tried something, and they're, they let us know what's going on. Otherwise, you know, this whole thing is just really unfortunate and it might happen again. Um, and I think that that would be a big bummer, but um, if they show us that, you know, they're doing something and that they care, I think that that would go a long way towards gaining back some of the respect that people have kind of lost. Um, and I think it would do wonders for them, you know, as a as part of our community. I don't, I don't know whether you... Um, I listened to Keenan did an interview with... Oh, I know the first guy's first name's Chuck, but I can't remember what his surname is. Klein Hagen. Klein Hagen. So I, I don't know if you listened to uh, Keenan actually spoke to Chuck. Yeah. Klein Hagen. And I, I, that's what you said was exactly what Chuck said they were looking to do. Perfect. Yeah, because uh, I didn't listen to it. So if that's what they're saying that they're going to do, then awesome. Now, my only thing is, now that they've said it, then do it. And then if they do it, then cool. Perfect. Yeah, I, I, you know, if, you know, I, I know, you know we're in the UK. It's a completely different, you know, it's a completely different country. We're much smaller. Well, there's a load of people here, but we're much more packed in. You know, we do everything is run by our national organization. Everything, all clubs, everything is all run by them. And then I listened to that hour long interview that um, Chuck did, and I went, I'm not, I, I've got just, I've got loads of American friends who do RC and who either love or dislike Raw. And I just went, I'm not being funny. That's a guy I could get behind um, because that's what he said. He said, look, we we've done it the same way. We will. We're going to go away. We're going to test to see if this can be an effect. If it is exactly what you said, Tyler. That's what. Now, I'm assuming they're going to wear go away and do that. But he did seem like a very sensible fella, um, and somebody who had some really good thoughts. And then some of the, I think even JQ got in and asked a few questions near the end. I think he was trying. JQ was trying to be clever. And I don't be funny. I think Chuck answered every single one of his questions. Well, thing, um, you know, Chuck Chuck's a great guy to talk to, and he he always has answers for my questions. I know I I sent him, them an email after the nationals, and I had a a lot of different things that I wanted to talk about, and a, a lot of different solutions for for those things. Uh, I was always told if you have complaints, then you need to have solutions. Otherwise, you're just wasting everyone's time. Um, yeah. So I wrote him a pretty long email with with some of the discrepancies that I saw and ways to fix it. And, you know, he, he wrote me back and it was, it was nice to hear. Um, so that's, you know, that's my only thing. I would like to see them do the things that they've talked about. And if they can do those things, then, and you know, that's half the battle. That's part of the mm -hmm. process. And so now that we've heard what we want to hear, let's see what we want to hear. And then we'll go from there. And then me and Martin have both met the vice president of Raw. Because he actually, um, it, I'm going to forget his surname now. His first name is definitely Tom. And I don't know whether okay. it's Tom Hickson or Tom Rickson. He was a brunting thought, Martin. He was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think he's now the vice president of Raw. And I spoke to, you know, sent him some messages afterwards. You know, he came over to England to see what we were doing. Um, I think it was the beginning of 20, before all this craziness happens that we've had. 
Um, he came to sort of the biggest indoor event we'd had in the UK, uh, and he was sort of he spoke to the guys who run our British radio, the BRCA, got a lot of information, spoke to a lot of um, racers. And I think he then went back and has recently become the vice president of Raw. And again, I think, well, again, when I spoke to him, I think he's a positive guy. He knows what he's doing. We like him because he's a 10th off-road person. That's always a good thing. You know, we don't want on-road people running everything. Um, you know, we don't need that amount of verniers and measuring tools in racing. We just want to yeah. get on the track and get running. It, it was Tom Erickson. Tom Erickson. Yeah, lovely fella, lovely fella. Um, but, Tyler, as well as attending the Braw Nationals, you were working. You were heading up every 10 minutes, sat next to Scotty Ernst doing the commentary. Did you find that difficult? No, not anymore. Um, it was probably the first time that I did it. Uh, the first time I did that where I raced and announced was at the last eight scale nationals at Thornhill in 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a lot then I was definitely stressed out trying to get it all done. Um, but this time I've done it quite a bit. Uh, we did the psycho nitro blast earlier this year where I raced and commentated and we've done some other ones. Um, and I feel like every time I do it, it gets a little bit easier. Um, Fortunately, I've got my dad with me at, at events like that, and he's able to kind of just get everything ready for me. Um, and we'll we'll communicate via text or whatever while the broadcast is going on, and just make sure that everything's taken care of. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's not from a racing standpoint, it's not ideal, uh, just because I can't I can't spend the full amount of time doing it. But at the end of the day, you know, my job is to to be there to commentate or be there to work for. For AKA or for Techno, uh, the racing part's just a perk. So uh, the stuff that I got to do to get paid comes first, and then the racing comes second. Um, so it just kind of is what it is. Uh, I also run a you know a racing series back home, so that's a lot of promoting and stuff while racing. So I've kind of gotten used to just having my focus being be pulled in a couple of different directions, and and still being able to kind of make it happen. So. Uh, I wouldn't say it's it's super difficult at this point. No, but is that what it is? Is that the practice? Is sort of is that the difference that you've you know say you've got better over the last? And I thought you were raising in twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen at Thornhill when you're on live RC. You know, just trying to organize your time, have, have maybe have your dad there to sort your car out, figure out how you're going to communicate what you want your car to do, and then just be comfortable. In just, I, I assume someone just you you take your hand, uh, you know, headset off. You walk to the rostrum. Someone hands you a radio, and then you look down, and your car's there, and you've not seen it for two hours. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, I'll come over there, and we warm it up, and then I run, and then I come off the driver's stand, and the Roar guys were cool enough to let my dad marshal for me, or somebody marshal for me, um, and yeah, back to the booth. So. Yeah, it just gets easier every time you do it. Um, it's not the crazy easiest thing, but, you know, if I want to make major changes or whatever or do anything kind of drastic, then uh, I just tell my dad and we show up, you know, 30 or 45 minutes early in the morning and I can kind of wholesale my car if I need to. And then once the day starts, then I'm kind of dealing with what I'm dealing with. I can make small changes and stuff, but uh, for the most part, try to get all the hard work done before 
the broadcast starts or after the broadcast starts and then just kind of go from there. Okay, and then you, you talked about, is it the RC Pro Series that you organize? Yeah, yeah. So we do oval um, and eight-scale off-road uh, for the Pro Series. And is that just in Texas, or do you, do you travel a bit? Uh, we travel a bit. Uh, it's Texas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana right now. I, actually, I think Texas is actually just like three or four times the size of our entire country. So right, that, yeah. that, that, that's quite a bit of a travel. So do you think that – is that something you really enjoy? Because I'm sitting there going, well, you've got your racing and you've got your AKA team management thing and your tyres and you've got your live RC and your techno things and you run a race series. So you must get a lot of enjoyment and satisfaction for doing that because I think that might be the most annoying thing you could do, wouldn't it? Uh, I wouldn't say that the I wouldn't say that the race promotion stuff's my favorite thing to do ever, um, nice. but I do like getting together. I I kind of started doing it because I really liked getting together with my friends in the region, um, and some of the you know the most talented people that we've got around here, and racing a couple times a year, um, and putting on a racing series was kind of the easiest way to do that because uh, we can get together with all our buddies a couple hotel rooms and um you know put on a good show for the people that are there for for our friends who are watching and and you know get to race all the best people in texas so uh it was kind of a good way to do that and it was it was an already existing series before i started promoting it that people already liked so that kind of made it easy um and yeah we just try to try to put on an event that that people want to come back to uh, make them feel like that they're getting, you know, a good amount of return for the amount of money that they spent. Uh, so, you know, we've got some cool plaques. We've got raffle prizes every race, um, a good amount of track time. And, yeah, just have a good time. And I get to race my toy car. They get to race their toy cars. And, uh, yeah, we have a little party. Sounds ideal. So that that sounds seems to be like you took that on because if you didn't take that on, then it wouldn't happen. I wouldn't say it was that, you know, it was, it was happening. Um, but when I was, when I was talking about it, our pro class was kind of dwindling off. Um, they'd actually, they tried a couple of different things to try to get the, to the, to get that pro or the expert class to the numbers to come up. Um, and they were offering cash prizes for a while, which was really cool. Like it was really nice to go out there and win money. Um, but it definitely kind of discouraged anybody that didn't think that they could finish in the top five from coming. So our, our pro class um, entries were actually lower than they had ever been. Um, and then when we, when we took the cash payouts away and we just started offering plaques for everyone, and then we took that extra money and uh, got some better raffle prizes and, and did consistent raffles in every races, then the numbers and all the classes kind of came up. So it was like, yeah, as cool as it is to win some money, let's just get rid of that. And then more people want to run pro because it's not that big of a deal. And then, you know, let's let's get some raffle prizes with that money. And then more people want to come because they might get a cool prize along with playing with their car or whatever. Um, so, yeah, just little stuff like that. And, and yeah, just, yeah, having a good time. Um, a lot of my buddies want to come to the races or, or whatever now. So it kind of did its job. And, you know, I make a little bit of money, which is nice. And, yeah, we just have a good time. Thanks. 
brilliant. And then one of the other things is, and it, sort of one of the last things I wrote down was, uh, you run for AKA. Uh, I'm assuming I'm assuming you're going with the the whole horizon thing, probably, right? Yes, yes. It, 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 okay, we're we're Schumacher boys. We we're tenth off road boys. So we, I have no idea about other tire brands and people with tire sponsorships and things along those lines because ours in the UK all come from like feed down from the manufacturer. But um, right. So you know. When Pro Horizon RB took over Proline, that was I didn't understand what was going on there. But now Horizon Hobby to me have now taken on another tire brand. Can you can you explain that to Aiden? I mean, I don't know a whole lot to be completely honest at the moment. Um, the sale itself, or you know, the whole thing doesn't happen until early July. Um, so everybody that's there is kind of in a limbo period. Um, I know that the guys that actually work at the shop at AKA, they've already started talking to everybody at Horizon, so they, they should be transitioning everything over as far as that stuff's concerned uh, here shortly. Um, but kind of the rest of us don't really know what's going on. I think as far as all the drivers are concerned, um, everything's going to stay the same, at least until the end of the year. Um, I don't know what they're going to do then. I, I don't think that they want to do what we saw with the Proline team. Um, at the end of the year, just because, you know, so many people were either let go or their contracts were not renewed or whatever. And it kind of just started a storm of, I don't know, it wasn't ideal for them. So I don't know if they want to follow that same path just because it didn't quite look very good. Um, but as far as knowing what's going on or knowing, you know, what, what everybody's place is going to be, I I don't really know. Um, I'd love to know more, but I, I don't. Tyler, um, what you could do, you could just make it up because it's obviously a European thing. We have no idea. If you just say something <laughs> that you're in charge now, you know, you know, Joel Johnson's out, Tyler Hooks is in charge, you're going to run Horizon Hobby, we'd just take that. We'd, me and Martin would be very happy with that information. Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. I don't know if I would want Joel's job, but, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I know that they're working through everything as fast as they can. Um, but yeah, nothing concrete can really happen until the actual buyout and everything or the takeover or whatever you want to call it actually happens. So um, there's going to be, obviously there'll be more news as, as time goes on. But at the, at the moment right now, I know everybody's a little bit just kind of waiting and seeing. But as far as the drivers are concerned, they're all fine for now. Um, they don't really have to worry about anything. Uh, now, come November, everybody might want to try to see what's going on and hit up the, the powers that be. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's, what to really say beyond that. Um, I'm kind of trying to figure out what's going on myself. Uh, and, yeah, we're just going from there, trying to figure out what's going on, what to do next, and, uh, you know, how we can – how we can help everybody kind of, you know, just get their tires and their products that they want. Yeah. And just keep going, keep going. And, um, before we let you go, honestly, that thanks very much for your time. And the last thing is, I think I saw on your Facebook, the sort of the last race meeting you went to was, um, it looked like dirt oval to me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I do dirt oval for the RC pro series. So we've got six or seven races and moving to Dallas, 
Uh, Dallas has some of the best dirt oval drivers in the United States, uh, just in this small community that races at this track called Wild Bills. Um, and I really like dirt oval. I think it's super fun. Um, so I went out there last Friday uh, for my first time as like a local. Um, and yeah, just had a good time. We, there were like 50 entries or whatever, and it was fun. I don't get it. It just looks, you know, I, I remember listening to a, an interview with Frank Root. I think he always says that he ran dirt oval for like all of his teams. It, you know, go fast, turn left. You know, yeah, to a, I want to say, I think Frank did carpet oval, which is even gnarlier because that stuff's really fast. But, but um, it, it's just going fast and turning left. Am, am I missing yeah, something? But I think that that's what makes it so enticing for people. Like, it's kind of the same thing to me. It's kind of the same thing as the drag racing stuff. Like it's really, really easy to go in a circle. Like that part's easy, which I think brings people in because it's not so daunting as eight scale off-road or 10 scale off-road or carpet off-road or whatever. Like it's, you just got to go in a circle or you got to go in a straight line. And, and as far as drag racing goes, so that part's easy, but it's really, really hard to go fast. Like, there's so much, or not so much adjustment, but there's a lot of adjustments with an oval car that you don't have with an off-road car. Um, you can change your rear toe independently, left side to right side. Um, I, I, I can do that with a Schumacher 10 buggy. I, you're not supposed to, but I can. I, yeah, I mean, like, we, we can all do it with our Cisco cars, but, like, you can do it on the fly with an oval car. Like, you just, you take a either a 116th or a 2.0 and you undo three screws and you turn a bolt and your toe is different. Like it's, it's really cool. Um, yeah, they're just like adjustable rear toe arms. So it's actually built into the arm itself and it moves, you can move it back and forth. Um, like you don't have to take it apart and change the pills or anything like that. Like you can literally just do it on the fly. So none of, you know, at the end of the day, none of your shot collars are in the same spot. Not, your toes, not the same on both sides. Like there's, there's a lot to it you want to get going fast, but at the most simple aspect of it, it's not that hard to go in a circle. So I think it just draws in the regular RC community. And then the people that stick around are the people that really want to try to figure it out. And that's the part's hard. Um, so I know I went from being incredibly off pace to on pace, but it took a lot of help from some people and a lot of time to be completely honest. And yeah, it's it's a good time. Martin, do we have any dirt oval track things in this country? Nothing whatsoever. But did you used to do that? In, did you used to do that in America? Yeah, yeah, I've raced dirt oval, mostly sprint cars. Sprint cars are they the ones with the funny roofs? Yes, big wing oh. on the roof. Big wing on the roof. Oh, okay. I didn't have it like Tyler when he says you know you got all these adjustments. We were basically taking a an RC10 and a conversion kit, and it just popped it on. It was very, uh, very simple at the time, but it was in the 80s, a very long time ago. Right. So everything moves on, even dirt oval cars. Even dirt oval cars. Well, okay. Well, I'm going to have to learn something. I think I see your point is. It, it, maybe it's the the first step in for people. I don't know. Maybe we should. I always thought it looked good. I think I watched a Ryan Harris video where they just turned up into a like a parking lot. That was people... with the bowling legends, yeah. 
that just looked like a, a thing to turn up. But okay. Tyler, it's been brilliant. Thanks very much. Uh, thanks for everything that you do. You know, we're loving you on Live RC. Thanks, you know, you are not that it matters that what we think, but I think you're great. I think you you work well with Scotty when you're doing the commentary. You know, it must be really tricky to be next to like the man. But I think yeah, I, I think you add things to it. He would, you know, use hand signals and stuff to lead me in when he wanted me to come in and and you know, now we don't have to do any of that. You know, like he's ready and I'm ready and like we just talk and we don't talk over each other and yeah, we just have a good time. So um, it's definitely he's definitely my mentor as far as that stuff's concerned. And I don't think as as far as announcing in, in RC could go, I don't think you could have a better mentor. No. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm definitely making the most of it and taking advantage of it. And yeah, we have a good time. So yeah, thank you guys for having me on, and uh, I hope you got good shows in the future and a good rest of the show. Thanks, Tyler. You're a superstar, and we'll catch up with you again soon. Yeah, see you guys. Thank you. Bye, mate. Well, that was great speaking to Tyler. Really good to hear about his weekend at the Royal Nat. Clearing up um, who he lives with. Um, not knowing too much about what's going on with AKA and then trying to teach me why I should get into Dirt Oval. Um, I I, is it like, do you think Dirt Oval? Have you you've been to Berry Metro? That's what I'm trying to say, Martin. Yeah. You've been to Berry Metro. Have you seen the Cycle Speedway track next yes. to it? Yeah. Do you think Do you think that's the same kind of dirt? No, it's no. No, it, no, no, no. That looks like it's like the stuff at Berry's looks like it's got like big stones in it. Looks like yeah, a running no, track. Okay. No, it's right. it's proper like clay, dirt, dirt, dirt. Okay. For anyone dirt, else. Dirt. I mean, it, it, it's a weird thing because it was huge in like certain bits of the states. And when you hear Tyler saying how big it is in Texas, Indiana, that it, it never was. It was a, a massive West Coast thing. It's just gradually built itself back to the East Coast. But although I did notice um, Adam Drake put a picture up tonight, and he was racing Dura Oval somewhere. In oh, I. So. Well, no, I remember because they all they did a dirt oval race at the Raw Nats. Ah, okay. So it might have been that one, I think, or like on one of the nights they sort of, I don't know if they finished early or whatever, and then they all went and raced. Like, I don't know if the top guys just went and did some dirt oval in the on the LCRC track. And of course, uh, our good friend Toby Hampson like did a bit of coverage for the warm ups and did some stuff. And you know, that's his own track. LCRC and Dare's Oval. Um, it looked nice. It looked a lovely track. Yeah. So I, I always think that whether we could indoors at ramp works, have we got enough carpet to do carpet oval? <laughs> it just seems just seems just seems dead cool. Just seems nice and easy. But anyway. Anyway, let's go talk before Muzz starts shouting uh, about our new Shoewacker LD twos. i did you go racing on Sunday? No, I had, a, I had a Saturday day of track this weekend. Oh, right, okay. Was, to be fair, the only race event down here on Sunday was Tiverton, and um, it got cancelled because of the weather. So. Oh, yeah, because I think we were concerned about the rain, but it never got to us. Yeah, yeah. 
but I think it smashed you guys down on the south coast. So um, tell me all your secrets from Saturday testing, please, boss. I don't really have any secrets. Um, obviously, around the LD2, it was dry all day, which was nice. Um, tried a few things at the front end, ended up settling them to the front end low, like um, Mr. Orlowski was talking about on the podcast with us a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, no real, I mean, it's pretty much using the kit set up with a, with a, a few tweaks um, that front, you know, to the front end, and a few little tweaks to the back end. Um, it was just a day of just trying stuff. I, I like to just go down there and go, I don't know, shout something out there, what will one and a half degrees do on this thing? And you know it's going to be awful, but you just go and try it, you just never, ever know. Right, okay. And um, yeah, just had a day of really just driving around the track a lot, which yeah, is nice. And, and, and driving around the track, watching committee members put up a they've, uh, put a new nice fencing all up around the track. Right. So I sat and watched that like a good committee member does and practiced the day where they were. Well, just to keep an eye on them. Well, just make sure they do it right. So, yeah, yeah. Well, so, um, yeah, to practice. Okay, boss, did you Yeah, say- yeah, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm not, not going away racing at the moment, so I'm putting all my efforts into um, hundreds of millions of laps at, at, at Mendip. I mean, it seemed to work for X-Ray at Huddy, so... Yeah. I'm taking my transponder out so no one can see how many laps I've done. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Well, if, if anyone sees me at Telford this weekend and would like to know the inside story of that, please, of 4217, please please come and say yeah, that. Yeah. But you're, you're uh, doing the first Schumacher race this week. I am doing the first Schumacher race. Um, I am. It's We're recording now. It's Thursday. This will come out tomorrow. So some people will be listening to it on the way to the Zooms. It's Zooms. They will, of course, be... Um, we're going down Friday. Um, practice, there's, I think they're going to say, well, first of all, Moz has put some information up now on the Zoom Facebook group. So there's like a document there. I think we'll probably, we'll, 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 I think we'll put that on tonight on the extra lap page so you can read that. Uh, I think it's saying that first practice starts at eight o'clock. Uh, on Saturday, so everyone needs to be there for before eight o'clock because that's when first practice is. Obviously, we'll be there nice and early because I'll be clearly be in the first couple of rounds, and we might even get a heat list up on you know on the on Friday, Friday before. So yeah, I'm looking forward. To, I've never been to Telford. Oh, it's cool. I like Telford. Um, the pictures look good. Yeah, um, it's, it's good. It's, it's big for a tenth trout, which is nice. Yeah, um, lovely rostrum. I, I think if, I've I've seen so many videos because obviously it's a you know it's a national, it's a national track, one of the yeah. national chosen few. So I've seen plenty of videos of it. Um, and, and we're all really looking forward to it. Um, please check out the information for Zoom. I think there's ten heats of ten. For, on the Saturday for two-wheel drive. There are some spaces still for four-wheel drive. So if you want to book in for four-wheel drive, you can do. Get How those. strange is it going to be for people that haven't raced with 10 cars for a long time? That is going to be really tricky. Um, 
we've done a bit of practice recently in Southport on 10 car finals. Yeah. So we'll be okay. Um, but I might, it, I think the whole, it, it's just going to be a, I think it's going to be a great series because it's just going to be great seeing. Obviously, there are some so, some social distancing rules in this country. You know, the BRCA rules are still here. It is still masked all the time. You know, we don't want um, to cause Schumacher or Telford or RC Racing any issues. So I'm assuming everyone will be following the rules. And if you see someone not following the rules, you need to point it out to them um, because I'm sure they've just forgotten, okay, or they've just mistaken or something along those lines. So let's all look after each other and make sure we're all safe as well because, you know, know, I'm I'm double vaccinated. So I suppose everyone who's over 40 will be double vaccinated, I think, in the UK. But that that means if I'm safe, but that doesn't mean there's other people who want who aren't safe or who are older and we need to look after all of them. So I think there was some chat on one of the Facebook groups. It wasn't even, it wasn't even RC. It was RC related, but not 10th off road. And someone was talking about, you know, I'm okay. Therefore I don't need to do these rules and these are silly. And I'm like, hang on, got to think of everybody else. So let's not give Muzz any hiss hassle, not give Tony Bishop any hassle. Let's not give anyone any hassle. Let's all just, most importantly, let's follow the rules. But, mate, I am looking forward to it. Um, yeah, no, good. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Yeah, mate, I think it's actually going to be quite... Uh, I think Joey mentioned it, well, wasn't the other week, the week before. People, there'll be some people, like some of my friends, and me, really, who have... We, we, we don't do nationals. So no, no, be, I mean, it's going to be good for you. I mean... It's gone full circle because we call you Captain Club Race, but you're doing all the zooms, I assume. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Look. where Jerry has pulled some. Um, and I just wasn't sure. And I'll be completely honest; just wasn't sure if I wanted to travel or not. So, took the decision. Let's just chill a bit this year, job and stuff, and then we'll um kick back into it into nationals next year well i think that's quite a it's it's kind of a common thing and i think that's the the, so that's going to be the the thing about i'm going to call it the schumacher nationals that's the thing about the schumacher nationals in in 2021 it's kind of like the top and i've not seen heat list people so i don't know but it's like the top 20 people you know are going to be there you know, because they want to figure out and fight out who's going to be the best. And then there's like a group in the middle who are maybe people like the guys, some of the guys I know who haven't historically done nationals in the last few years, but are really, really good club races at Southport or in the Northwest. They're going. And then at the bottom, there's me and my mates who, you know, if we went to a national, we would be from 101 to 120. So it, I think it's, it will have a, it's a really good mix of the super quick uh, boys and girls at the top, some other people, and then maybe some of you guys, like, I know Joey's got work and you've got other issues, but other national people are sort of saying, well, actually, we'll, we'll, we'll wait till next year. 
We'll sort that out. You know, it's not the Nationals. It's not the Nationals. But it's going to be what our Nationals are for this for 2021. And I am yeah. super, I'm super looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, having steak and chips on Friday and Saturday night. I'm looking forward to being in bed early, getting are up you, early. Are you hoteling or camping? Uh, you know, we don't, we don't camp. You don't mate. camp, do you? No. no. No, we premier in. In fact, yeah, we are Premier in this year. Um, yeah, so that's what we're doing. Um, nice. I, so I'm just super looking forward to all of those bits. Um, I did go racing on Sunday. Yeah. But I, must have, I didn't have, I think I was chatting to you um, on Facebook. I didn't have a great day. And then it was only before my last round of my final that I figure out that I'd Crushed me captured ball stud. Yeah. Um, on both, on my front inners. So, like, I asked somebody to check me caster and camber because I was thinking, something's not right. And then as Dave, it was Dave Scouse who did it, as Dave Scouse just pushes down the front of my car, it stays down. It doesn't move back up again. And he's like, what's going on here? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Um, and then we eventually figured out what it was and I fixed that and it was much better for the finals and it was great so that was good um, I think that's it was a great I was saying it was a great day of trying to find the things out I was trying to find a problem trying to fix a problem but I had no idea and then once <laughs> we found it I replaced the parts and they've been brilliant um, and then and I'm looking forward to even do some four wheel drive yes um, I've I don't know what I'm supposed to have done. I've just put Michael Olowski's 2018 Opel Invernational setup on Astro's Astro on a four wheel drive, isn't it? Yeah, just drive it around. That's I think that would be fine. It'd be fine. So I think that's we're just super excited. Um, I'm going to go to bed early. All my cars are prepped. All my RT what, stuff what, prepped. What, what time are you leaving? Friday morning, although it'll be Friday when we listen to this. Yeah, so we I've had a few guys in like Northwest chat have figured out that actually Telford is not that far from us. No, it's not. No, it's like an hour and a half. Oh, is that so, it? Yeah, yeah. It's only it's only eighty two or three it's only eighty miles. Yeah, so it's two and a half hours from me. Yeah, I think tra traffic is the issue, as always yeah. it is in this country. So um, I'm I'm being chauffeured as normal, but I've got a new yeah. chauffeur this weekend. Tommy can't make it, right? So I'm driving to Borley's, my yeah. HD ball, um, and he's going to take us because I normally have a me or Tommy drive Borley, so Borley's going to drive us. But Borley even lives in Wigan, which is on oh, the yeah. M6. So I will get to Borley. I think he's working in the morning, so I'll get to Borley's about one o'clock. Um, and then we'll get to Telford probably about right. two or three. We're not going to rush. We're going to take our time getting there. Um, I think um, I was listening to Chris Bowden and Russ Lee on a Grid Talk podcast today, and Chris Bowden said he's getting there about 12 o'clock to help open up Telford and sort out some of the parking. So we um, can get there on Friday. Chris Bowden will be there, hopefully not shouting at people, but you know what I mean, pointing people out. Um, where they pit and sorting those bits out. That'll be great. So I think I'll be there about three, four o'clock. Right, okay. 
And then all we need to do is put the tent up and then we can go back to our hotel, have steak and chips and do a bit of, we tend to do a bit of prep on it on the Friday night. Oh, okay. Just a bit of prep, a few beers, job done, because we'll be too excited. Um, and then get up bright and early, get to racing, and it, it's just going to be amazing. It'll be great to see people. It'll be slightly strange, you know, I won't be hugging Miklos at all. Um, but that's what I'll be wanting to do, catch up with all the people. And if you see us there, um, we're in a big, it'll be funny, we are in a big blue tent. And <laughs> it, it is, that's, that's, that's the truth. It's a big blue tent. If you see the big blue tent, if you see lots of, if you hear a lot of raised northern voices, don't be concerned. That's just the way the north talk to each other. Okay? Don't be calling the police because you can hear us. It sounds like we're fighting. Right? That's just the way we talk to each other. Okay? Just a bit of a warning for the southerners. Okay? Don't be too concerned. We'll be we'll be having a great time. I'm not being funny, mate. I've got all the crazies in my tent. I've got Jamie Banks. I've got Dave Scouse. I've got Chris Terry. Oh. I'm not being funny. We, you know, we were going to have Crazy Richie as well, but unfortunately, he's not well. Um, so, so please don't get too concerned if you hear a lot of shouty, loud voices from big from a big blue tent. That's just the way the North is. But we'll be looking forward to that. Um, just super excited, and of course, we'll I will tell you all the stories and all the gossip um, next week. The only sad part is is because the restrictions haven't been lifted totally that Raceway One can't come and do the coverage. Um, so there won't be any live coverage. So I don't know. Maybe we can take some videos. Maybe we can do something. I don't know. I'm not going to promise anything because someone said the internet in Telford isn't great. Oh, amazing. Uh, so we'll save that. It's not amazing. Oh, no, but it was better. I, I think Mendip internet's got better. Well, we, we, the... we, can, we can live stream results now. It's about yeah. as exciting as it gets. Yeah, but, but, but I think hopefully by the time we get to... When is Mendip then? 25th of July. No, hang on. So we go to Telford. Then it's yeah. the two weeks. And then Three we go to... Wow. Oh, yeah, okay. So that's it. So uh, we've rabbled, rabbiting on about this. So oh, looking two, forward. Well, two, two weekends and then, yeah, you're at Mendy. And then we're at Mendy. So I'm not being funny. Next week is all going to be about uh, Telford, things along those lines. So what I'm going to say is if you've listened to this and you've done well at Telford, expect a message next week to get you on to talk about um, Sue with me and whoever else from Martin or Tyler Hooks turns up to do the podcast with. I would like to thank um, Will Johnson from Will Speed. Very cleverly um, sorted out some new Will Speed wings. Though I've not got mine, but I believe Russell Lee's got his. That'll be good. Was there anything else we needed to chat about this week? I'm going to take that as a no. No, no I can't think of anything. No, I, I think I wrote about three things down and then forgot about them. Oh, brilliant. 
So thank you for Michael Michael Carberry for turning up and saying hello last week and keeping me company all by myself. Thank yeah, you very much. We, we thought you'd let you have all the glory to yourself last weekend. You just got stuck in it. Traffic jam, mate. Don't be stuck in a traffic jam. Um, thank you for Tyler Hawks for coming on and telling us about his role and all those bits. Um, details for the Zoom meetings at Telford are on Facebook now. While you're listening to this, they will be there. And most importantly, practice starts on Saturday at eight o'clock. Um, I will, oh, yeah, Will Johnson's Will Speed's got a new wing. Please check those out. I saw some. Footage of Dave Orbell's MRO car going round on... That's track, yeah. Yeah, was that Saunders' foot? I'm not sure. I, I think that was... I think my mate Ed Scott. I've seen some great videos. Um, the Ukrainians in that fantastic Kiev outdoor Astro raceway. That looked amazing. You know, we've got to wait for COVID to sort this out. And I want to go to Kiev... You know, Miklos wants to go absolutely. I spoke to Miklos today. Miklos wants to go absolutely anywhere racing. So, if there's any races over two days, send Miklos a message. You'll definitely be there because I don't think we'll be able to do well. I think it'll be too difficult for us to do travel. Um, it's a shame that we're not going to see Michael or Yawn at this event. But again, it's just social, you know, travel restrictions. Again, hopefully they'll be lifted. And we'll be able to see them. And that's probably it. Is that okay, that's boss? It. Sounds good to me. Okay. Um, I will see you next week, Martin. Yes. I will see, see... me. You won't see me next week. Well, take a picture of yourself and send it to me. There's something I don't know about. Well, I don't know. I'll send you a picture and you can look at it on your 46 inch curved PC screen. It's 49, actually. 49, sorry. Didn't take that note. Um, yeah. And I will see loads of other people over this weekend to at Telford. And if you've got any yeah. in, in-depth Telford knowledge, please come and see me. On Saturday, I'd probably, I'll probably i be all right. But on Sunday, I'm going to need plenty of four-wheel drive help. Okay, so please come and give us some views. Is that all right? Martin, would you like to thank your sponsors? Yeah, I'd like to thank um, all the guys at Schumacher, John at RC Octane, Brian at Screws for RC, Richie at RDT. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. it. Well done. I've, I've got some extra lap stickers from RDT. They're in my bag. Don't come over and take a sheet. But if you want to come over, and I'll cut some up so you can socially distance, take a couple of stickers away. So if you'd like to show that you love this podcast more than the grid talk, then turn up to the blue tent with the shouty, sweary northerners in and get yourself an extra lap sticker. You could probably have an extra lap sticker before Martin gets them. You will. I haven't got one yet. No, and I believe Richie is working on some chassis skins as well. They'll be awesome. Okay, mate. Speak to you soon. Uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Bye now. Bye.